1: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys are having a fantastic week. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my friend Ash Short. It's always a great time talking to Ash. We covered uh, we covered a lot. Um, we talked about the, the GOP infighting uh, right now between Liz Cheney and... Um Just about everyone else. (laughs) We talked about Caitlyn Jenner running for governor of California. Uh, We talked about uh, the dangers of critical race theory a little bit. Uh, We we covered a lot. I think you guys will enjoy it. Before I get to Ash, guys, I want to say hi to our sponsors over at Bulk Munitions. Ladies and gentlemen, 1.7 million Americans bought a firearm in the month of April. Maybe you're one of them, and maybe your gun is just sitting there alone, lonely, and sad-looking. Uh, because you can't find any ammo anywhere, and that's where my friends at Bulk Munitions come in. They have whatever you need in stock, whether you're looking for two, two, three, five, five, six, nine millimeter, .556, 9mm, whatever you're looking for, they have in stock, ready to ship fast. Uh, all orders ship within two business days. Um, and, and I love working with companies that share our values, and, and Bulk Munitions absolutely does. They go above and beyond uh, what any other online ammo retailers do uh, They donate 10% of their profits to Christian-based and Second Amendment-friendly organizations. They call it the Ammo Tithe, which I absolutely love. And if all that isn't great enough, they're giving this audience a limited-time offer. The first 25 of you guys to use the promo code TNGP21 at checkout will receive a brand-new Blackhawk magazine case, either a soft-sided uh, case for pistol mags or a hard-sided case for AR-15 mags. You get that absolutely free uh, on any order over 100 bucks using the promo code TNGP21. Uh, you can see the special offer right now. BulkMunitions.com slash TNGP. That is BulkMunitions.com slash TNGP. Use the code TNGP21 to get that free magazine case. Uh, Stock up your ammo box now. And, guys, if you haven't already, please uh, follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Ash Short. Alright guys, we're here with Ash Short. Ash, how have you been?
0: Do uh pretty great. How about you?
1: I've been slightly better. <laughs> I've been dealing with some uh some uh some issues with my new house, but uh we will we will persevere as always. Um a, a lot to get to today. Um I, I wanna start with this weird uh GOP infighting that we've been seeing this week. And a lot of you know, quote unquote conservative pundits uh, in Washington, D.C., are, are twisting themselves into knots trying to figure out why most Republicans don't like Liz Cheney and people like Liz Cheney, and they, they just can't figure it out. They they don't understand why, like, 95% of Republicans prefer, like, you know, Donald Trump's policies over the policies of Liz Cheney and her father and her, her father's former boss, George Bush. And I, it's amazing. It's like the the never-Trump Republican types have learned absolutely nothing. Like, they've learned nothing. They've absolutely in the last five years. Like they're they're stuck in like 2003. Like it's fascinating.
0: Right. I mean, you've got the most of the D.C. Republican pundit class and New York pundit class are these never Trumpers or people that pretty much broke their brains under Trump. Like just went from being okay, yeah, this is a conservative person with some pretty good to just being like you're a Democrat now. I mean, like you're advocating for Joe Biden and like all of the things that Joe Biden stands for. That's a Democrat. He wasn't some centrist. He's not even a unifier. He's not a nice guy like nothing. He hasn't done anything unity now. It's it's been executive orders and like just whatever he can do to ignore Republicans, not work together whatsoever. Right. Which is the same thing Obama did. Like these aren't unifiers. These aren't people that care. About the other party and no party at this point, no one who's going to become Republican or president, Republican or Democrat, cares about the other side. Honestly, at this point, that's yeah. where we are in our politicians. But we've got this class that's sitting there saying, why wouldn't you like Liz Cheney? And it's like, um, people didn't really like Dick Cheney. Right. You know, That's why he didn't become the nominee for president. And that's why he wasn't even on the short list for VP. Right. And so, like, Bush picked him, like, Dick Cheney wasn't anybody's idea of a Republican. Um, And and so Liz Cheney is not her father, but, you know, sitting there taking the left's line on the election on January 6th. And I'm not saying that Republicans are out there saying, yes, absolutely, the election was 100% stolen due to illegal electioneering ballot signatures, all right? or that January 6th wasn't that bad. No Republican is actually saying that. But Liz Cheney is on the Democrat side, completely ignoring the irregularities in the election, the oddities in different parts of the country that, let's be honest, also occurred in 2016, but are odd nonetheless, all right? The way the media handled these elections, the way they withheld the Hunter Biden story, the way they just piled everything lie or otherwise, on to Trump that they could. And as for January 6th, the whole calling it an insurrection or an attempted coup, like just really overreacting. Let's not be wrong, it was bad. It was very bad. Liz Cheney is making it seem like it, you know, I don't know, was the, I I don't know what she, some sort of like horrible coup, you know? that it wasn't.
1: Yeah, I've never seen a it, coup attempt. It was a horrible attempt. riot. I've never seen a, a coup attempt with a bunch of unarmed people before. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's just, it's just not a coup. I, I tweeted a, a few minutes ago, actually, just to see what people would say. What What was worse, January 6th or the Iraq War? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, right. there, there are people, and they're probably my buddies who are th- these types of never-Trump Republicans in D.C. who are voting. Jan- like, there are people unironically saying, that there are a class of people, most of them living in the beltway, who legitimately, unironically believe that January 6th was worse than the war in Iraq.
0: Right. Because maybe not the Republicans, but the beltway people who believe that are also totally fine with Black Lives Matter people trying to set federal buildings and state government buildings on fire.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's just, it's funny, you know, the, 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 you know the never trump conservative pundits it's like why don't Americans like the wars in iraq and afghanistan 20 years later wonders david french <laughs> it's it's so bizarre right. but like take it let's just take the war stuff out of it and this is what this is what i was thinking a lot about this morning like let's just pretend the wars or let's pretend after we killed bin laden in in 2012 that we ended the wars right let's just say that happened mm-hmm. uh, if only but w- what did conservatives gain under eight years of George W. Bush, like that—that—that's the the puzzling thing to me. Like, I don't understand why these pundits are are pining for the good old days of George Bush. Like, was the media
0: it the, treated Bush just as badly just as, bad, as Trump?
1: Just as bad. And and like, but even besides the media, like, just the policies. Was it the Patriot Act they liked so much, <laughs> like
0: right. mass
1: illegal mass surveillance of American citizens? Was it the largest debts and, de- and and deficits we'd ever seen up to that point? Obviously, Obama said and Trump and now Biden all said hold my beer. But like at that point, we'd never seen debts and deficits like this. Was it right. was it hey Chief Justice John Roberts? <laughs> was it that right. slam dunk? You know, like a, a, a quote unquote conservative justice who's a what I would describe as an, an abortion enthusiast. Okay, like Bush was a failed president, and it's not just the war stuff. It's not just it's not just post 9/11. It's the policies across the board. George Bush was not a conservative. I don't understand if you if you claim that you're a conservative, why you'd want to go back to that.
0: Right. Well, I mean, they're, they're just believing these good old days where like somehow it was the same policies, but the man was like nice or something. Where it's like no Republican will get anything done playing fairly because Democrats don't play fairly. Democrats do everything they accuse their opponent of doing, right? It's the whole Linsky tactic. Right. And, I mean, no Republican, unless he's a fighter, is going to be able to do anything. I mean, look at Bush basically gave up in his second term you know, and let the Democrats run over everything. That's when the deficits, like, other than the war, really exploded. That's when, like, he basically just let the Democrats pass their budget, do whatever they wanted, and then, look, we had, you know, the housing market, the crisis, the financial crisis, all due to Democrat legislation. Bush, like, let go. So, I mean, like, if you just, like, let – be, or just this, like, nice Republican – one, they're not gonna act like you're nice, right? They still treated Bush like crap. But if you do it let the Democrats do everything, they're gonna destroy the country.
1: Exactly. And like you mentioned, Biden is not is not a moderate. He's he's, a, he's an extraordinarily radical leftist. And we're they all seeing...
0: are. There is no centrist. The, well right. there was. There was like one Democrat in Illinois, I forgot his name. Trubinsky, something like that, he was like pro-life. He was the last pro-life, and they just destroyed they, him. Yeah, like, they, he was a monster. They took him down, yeah. Right. Like, because you're not allowed to be anything other than absolutely extreme in the Democratic Party. You have to support abortion uh, up to and including the minute of birth. You have to... Or after. Or I, <laughs> I mean,
1: we're healthy yeah, you, you have know, to... Yeah.
0: Think that borders are just, anywhere in the country just completely racist. Let everybody into this country without re- any sort of checks, because how dare you? Um, you should let people riot and destroy property, businesses, homes, government buildings if they have a the whatever the right cause. Um, I mean, there's a whole host of other issues that it's just. It, you know, taxing people to the point where you can't comfortably live in places like New York or D.C. unless you make upwards of $200,000 or more. And even then, it's not that you're living comfortably, you're just living like what normal people live elsewhere in the country.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, I don't want the GOP to be like the Trump party. You know what I mean? And I don't want Trump to run again. I've made it abundantly clear that I want Ron DeSantis to to, right. to run for president and to lead the Republican Party. But, like, the, these never-Trumpers need—they must understand that they're not getting George Bush back. Like, Liz Cheney is clearly not—there's just no constituency for this. Like, Liz Cheney's not the future of the GOP. Adam Kinzinger— is not the future of the GOP. You know, Lindsey... Well, I guess they don't even like Lindsey Graham anymore because he played golf with Donald Trump or whatever. Whatever. Right. Reason. But it's like, you know, you're seeing all this radicalism from Joe Biden, and and Republican voters are like, oh, do we want to support Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney? These These guys yucking it up with... Joe Biden and Jake Tapper or the Republicans who actually have balls fighting back against the the left's radicalism. I mean,
0: it's right. Because like, let's be honest, like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger don't like care about this stuff. They just like that they get to be taken more seriously by their left wing like, they media friends. CNN. Yeah. 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 And that they're not seen as like a crazy right winger, which is like. As soon as they vote against the Biden policy, they're going to be a crazy right winger again. It's the same thing. Like, look how much the media hated everybody in Trump's administration. Just the constant attacks. But as soon as one of them would turn against Trump, they were a media hero. Yeah. Like, your time it, as the media's golden person is only as long as you agree with them. And they are Democrats. So. In order to be with them, you have to attack Republicans. Then you're not really a Republican. So that's why Republicans don't like these people.
1: Yeah. I mean, when the press are praising Republicans, you really need to do your homework because the press, they, they really like extraordinarily evil things, <laughs> you know, like abortion. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why they well, praise. I
0: yeah, was like, it? I've been reading stuff, watching things, and just going back throughout history. The media is like always on the side. Of the bad people like yes, the always. cool club is always the bad people like going back to how they glorified the mob, the murderous mafia people back in the 20s and 30s. They were the celebrities of the world like this is what the media who the media cares about. They're the bad guys. Yeah. Is that whole, What is that quote from that one movie? Maybe we're the baddies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've loved every murderous dictator. Yeah. In the con- in the world. Yeah. They, I mean, they've always loved the most extreme evil people in the country. Yeah. I mean, the media is not ever on the right side of history.
1: Yeah, and I I remember uh, years ago, uh, Kyle Mann from the the Babylon Bee was on the show, and and he was like, you don't, and this was like right in the middle of the Trump presidency. He was like, don't just pay attention to what they attack Trump for. Just, it's fascinating when they will give Trump credit for something. And I remember that the first time. I remember it was like a year into Trump's presidency. And the New York Times and the Washington Post and, and and all these guys wrote all these articles like this is the first day Trump has done something presidential and this is when he bombed Syria for the first time. <laughs> and it's like right. it's like, you know, an unconstitutional war that the that the Congress never approved. It's just it's a sovereign country and we just involved ourselves in, in the middle of their civil war and we've just been bombing the crap out of them and stuff. And it's like it's you know my my goodness you know like whoever would take you know if we take out Assad whoever would take over would be you know Al Qaeda or ISIS or somebody worse somebody much worse than Assad right as decided
0: every time we did that under Bush and yeah. Obama
1: and the the press praised Trump they were like <laughs> this is the day Trump became president of the United States I think that was the Washington that's what Post president
0: <laughs> of the United States means to the media bombing yeah. Arabs.
1: Yeah. And you remember a few weeks ago when, when Joe, with Joe Biden's gun grabbing push, they, they praised Adam Kinzinger, the, the Republican from Illinois, because he said, oh, yeah, I'm fine with banning AR-15s because I was in the military. And I, I know that citizens don't need weapons of war. It's like, d- really, Adam Kinzinger? That's extraordinarily evil. It's extraordinarily right. evil. There's
0: like f- And also an AR-15 isn't a weapon of war. It's they don't use those in the military.
1: Well, yeah, no, it's not. And it's not fully. I mean, they. I mean, I should be able to own a fully automatic M4, or M16, whenever I want. But that's a story for another day. But it's like they they praised Kinsinger because he said he wanted to make, you know, 30 or 40 million Americans felons and throw them in prison for 10 years if they didn't want to, you know, give up their weapons. That's that's right. not that's not just a policy point. That's straight up unadulterated evil. OK,
0: right. That, that's what they praised the him for. Democrats want to keep releasing people from prison. But then it's like, yeah, law abiding gun owners put them in there. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah, it's it's fascinating stuff, and the thing is, like you know, when it comes to, like Liz Cheney, I think they're gonna t- the House Republicans are gonna take a vote to decide whether or not they want her in leadership, and th- I mean that's just like. Common sense. I mean, she holds positions that nobody agrees with, <laughs> that that ninety ninety five whatever percent of Republican voters don't agree with, that hardly any of her colleagues in the House agree with, and it, it's their right to vote her out. I mean, why would you have somebody representing you in leadership that you don't share values with? I mean, that's well within their right to to. to
0: right, but you know how there. the media and Democrats are gonna. Oh, it's the only woman in leadership. They're gonna get rid of her. Yeah, because she's a woman. They're gonna completely ignore the policies. Like, oh well, they're so extreme.
1: Well, I think they're gonna put in a uh, what's her name from New York. Uh, at uh,
0: uh, least Stefanik
1: Stefanik Yep. Yeah.
0: I like. She's. I mean, she's a. She's about as centrist as yeah. you can actually get.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's a moderate, but I mean, you know, probably better than Cheney. Probably a slight upgrade. <laughs> slight upgrade.
0: Leaderships always the moderates, oh, except for Democrats, because they are all <laughs> pff, agree. You have to agree. On everything, or we will destroy you. Yeah. Not just primary you, destroy you.
1: Yeah, and your career. Yeah. Changing gears here. Uh, I legitimately, I, I've decided I legitimately want Caitlyn Jenner to be the next governor of California, and let me tell you why. A couple reasons. First reason, Californians absolutely deserve it <laughs> because yeah. it is an awful trash state, uh, filled with people that with just trash voting histories. Um, And they deserve to be led by somebody who came out as trans conveniently 30 seconds after murdering somebody with their car. So that seems like a classic California, uh, somebody that Californians would elect. But also, I just want to see what the left would do. They came last week. They came just short, this close. They came this close to calling Tim Scott the (laughs) N-word. Okay. I mean, they were like, just because he's a black Republican, right? They came so close to letting the N-word slip out of it. I mean, they called him Uncle Tom. They called him a race—white white people said that. White Democrats and members of the press were calling him Uncle Tom and race traitor and all this. And they came so close to saying—I mean, like, N was maybe out of—like, N-I maybe came, was out of the— And then, and then they, they draw—like, Jake Tapper, he's like, oh, I can't say that, I can't say that. You know, Brian Stelter, oh, I can't, I just can't, I can't quite. They barely held back the N-word. So I want to see— how they would treat Jenner. I mean, it would be just a a fascinating social experiment into the bigotry of the Democratic Party.
0: Well, they're already calling her a horrible person, hateful, words like that, of course, just because she's a Republican. But you know that the left, like, they automatically go to whatever trait they want to attack someone on regardless of whether their beliefs allegedly mean that they care about that trait right like I'm like you said with Tim Scott like because he's a Republican and black that's not allowed they absolutely do not allow that so they will try to destroy try to um, just they they just they, they wish you were dead, honestly, because yeah. they don't want him to exist. They don't want Candace Owens to exist. They don't even want Kanye West to exist anymore because how dare you think differently? How dare you not think the way we tell you to think, right? Which is in itself one hundred percent racist, right? Like if you're not like well, Biden's whole if you don't vote for me, you ain't black, like right. mm, Hmm. I don't know. Seventy-something-year-old white man. Please tell people how to be black. Um,
1: I mean, but- like, if talking about Joe Biden's racism. Like, imagine. I mean, like, we've kind of just all of us on the right have just been joking about Biden's plan to to ban menthols. <laughs> but right. Like, that is extraordinarily racist. Like, you have to be yeah. like, it's it's equal parts just arrogance and racism. You have to be right. Ex- so arrogant and so racist to to believe that you have the right to tell black people what cigarettes they're allowed to smoke. I mean, that is, like, horribly right. racist. Right. I
0: mean, there's so many things wrong with it, like, just around the racism thing, as in, one, oh, they like this the most, so we're going to take it away from them, right? right. Which is, like, literally right. taking something away yes. because black people like it. It's like you think that like or Joe Biden thinks he's he everybody's father or something. Right, yeah. exactly. That whole, like, kind of well, I know better and I'm trying to help you because you can't help yourselves. Like there is no part of that that is not rooted in racism, like actual, actual racism.
1: Yeah. You're saying that black people are too stupid to make their own decisions. I mean, that's like, that's, that's horrible. That's a horrible thing to say. That's a horrible thing to think.
0: Right. Like, I mean, it's, it's just, and the thing is that, like, when I smoked, I liked menthol cigarettes, too. So I have a whole other issue for, like, don't take those away. All right? I, I was
1: a camel blue guy myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, I mean, like, that's not only, like, going back years and years to the things Biden has said. Remember his uh, the thing about the 7-Eleven, the person working <laughs> yeah. at 7-Eleven? Like, this guy is just, he has all of those old beliefs that are not allowed anymore, And yet, oh, he's old Uncle Joe. But like what they did to Tim Scott, they will do to Caitlyn Jenner. Like you've already got the comedians like Jimmy Kimmel out there, like making jokes about her sex change, which is like, wait, I (laughs) thought that was wrong. I thought that the left was 100 percent on board with being trans. Wait, you can still make fun of people for that? But only because she's a Republican. Like you would never they'd never ever make a joke like that with Laverne Cox, right
1: right oh, I mean they would oh, if I mean, if would. she was a Republican,
0: right if she turned republican yeah. yeah, sure
1: i I want that. I want to see the press do that. I want to see the corporate press, I want to see the democratic politicians straight up go transphobe on Caitlyn Jenner. I want they
0: it. will because they do like, yeah. I mean, you see the hate that some of the the right leaning um trans people on Twitter get. Uh it, it's just it's absurd. Like the left sits there, well, you know, Republicans are so hateful against tra- oh, you used to be a dude. Like they like same breath. <laughs> it's
1: amazing. And and like you said, they they just can't allow this to happen. They can't allow black Republicans, trans Republicans, you know, Kanye West, exist. Candace Owens. And like they they can't and but look at look at the issues that, that both Tim Scott and Caitlyn Jenner you know, addressed last week, right? It was a black senator speaking out against critical race theory and the world's most famous trans person speaking out to protect girls' sports, okay? And, like, the left just has no idea what to do. They can't have it. They can't handle it. They're melting down. And we saw, like, the backlash is coming. Like, let's, you know, critical race theory is a great example. You know, we saw uh, earlier this week... uh, Critical race theory was voted down in that school board election in, in Texas. It was a complete mm-hmm. wipeout um, for the Republicans. And we, we had better win this one. I, I think, like, I don't have kids yet, so maybe I haven't. That's probably why I haven't spent enough time talking about the critical race theory in schools stuff. But, like, we had better win this fight <laughs> because yeah. I, I don't think that uh, the Republicans come back from the complete communist indoctrination of the, of the education system. I mean, like, red state governors, close. like, red st- yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, red state governors and state legislatures had better start banning critical race theory from their state school systems ASAP. You know, like, I think...
0: Because we're not going to be America anymore.
1: Yeah. I, I think this is the probably the biggest fight politically happening right now.
0: Yeah. Well, one good thing coming out of it is that people are starting, parents are... Star- and with COVID, these things kind of happened together. To kind of help along the fact that so many voters, parents, Republicans especially, don't pay attention enough to education board elections, not figuring out, you know, what the people went kind of in charge of the curriculum, right? How they lean. And uh, like, I don't like the idea of education. Board elections becoming as big as like a congressional or presidential election in a state, but they kind of need to be at this point.
1: Yeah. I, uh, you know, it really clicked for me how big of an issue this was a few weeks ago. Um, When you look at, you know, look at Occupy Wall Street versus Black Lives Matter, right? Because like these two movements were funded by the same people, it's the same. You know, wealthy people, wealthy communists funding this stuff. And they were both attempted communist takeovers of, of the country and our institutions. And Black Lives Matter is winning and Occupy Wall Street fizzled out in 30 seconds. Right. Because the communists are learning. They're adapting. You know, the class based communist arguments just didn't work here because we don't really have classes, you know, economic classes, you know, you Americans are mobile, you can get rich, you can go broke, you know, a lot easier than you can in, in say, you know, Europe historically. Um, so, like, the, the classic Marxist language doesn't really work here, um, except in colleges. <laughs> but right. you know, the, the race-based communism of Black Lives Matter is, is striking a chord with a lot of people. And, like, that is the fight. And I was like, holy crap, like, that is, it's just a rebrand of Occupy Wall Street. You know what I mean? Getting getting young people go march in the streets and and it just didn't work. And it's working now instead
0: of class. Well, like, yeah, uh, the fun thing about Occupy Wall Street was that it was a really perfect example of communism in action because all of those tents where it was like, oh, it's communal and everything. Right. Like I've had I had I have a reporter friend that like went in there and was telling me about it and that witnessed people in the tents getting the the apple macbook donations right (laughs) and that there are people in charge which is hmm i don't know communism but like there was a girl there that like grabbed this brand new computer it's like isn't that for everyone yes but i need this i want this right and it's like yeah that's that's communism like nobody shares you take what you want like like it doesn't work like yeah that's exactly what's going to happen and then I just remember all the crimes. Same thing with Black Lives Matter. I mean, like, all the crimes that get committed in the name of this cause is just really strange. And it's like, you're there to, I don't know, Occupy Wall Street, say that Wall Street training is bad, then why do you have a rape-free Trent tent?
1: Yeah. It's and it, Another thing, too, if you look at Occupy versus Black Lives Matter is, like, the corporate press and the left, they're their willingness to look past the crimes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, I mean, people weren't willing to look past rape. Um, but, I mean, Black Lives Matter rioters have murdered, I think, 20 people. Just murdered. Mm-hmm. And we saw people executed, just executed, for right. being Republican. I mean, just people, you know, Republicans thrown down on the ground Say and his shot name, in the back David of the head. Dorn. Yeah. And, I mean, we're seeing executions, right? Something like $2, 2500000000 billion dollars worth of damage. Yep. Um, And it's just fine. I mean, like, because they, you know, the left really thinks that um, that this is their ticket. This is their ticket to utopia, you know. So it it is fascinating watching what the uh, the level of criminality that uh, the left is willing to ignore.
0: Yeah, it's for the cause. Right. Whereas any criminality on the right, that's that's the story. That's everything. I mean, like that. That's, again, the thing with with January 6th, that a lot of well-meaning Republicans, look at and they're like how was that bad but occupy but black lives matter not bad and antifa how are they not bad when they're doing the same things oh well it was the Capitol, okay (laughs) but the portland state house i i mean well and that's that's also
1: like i'm a libertarian so that even that argument like just carries no weight, <laughs> no weight right. with me. It's, it's like
0: I don't want anybody to be in danger, right? Of Whether it's um, you know Kevin McCarthy or Nancy Pelosi or Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, I don't want them to be in danger. Um,
1: like the member. How like, many but I times? I also don't
0: want Ted Wheeler out in Portland to be in danger. Right.
1: Right. I don't want anybody to break the non-aggression principle, but also like it was so creepy um, that the language adopted by everybody, even a lot of Republicans, were, you know, oh, this attack on the sacred, the sacred Capitol building, the sacred. It's like
0: sacred. We're not supposed what to view our can... capital yes. Like those people are supposed to work for us. They're not our superiors.
1: Yeah. This isn't a monarchy. I mean, this isn't like I, why? Why would you use that? It's like disturbing to me. Very creepy that they well, all. Yeah, I mean, they lockstep, just wanted
0: it to. You know, it had to be worse than Black Lives Matter because they knew it was the same thing. So it had to be elevated so much higher.
1: There are people voting right now on my poll saying that January 6th was worse than the Iraq war. So (laughs) obviously we all have a lot of work to do. Ash, you're the best. Thanks for doing this. I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Where can everybody read your stuff and follow you online and keep in touch and all that?
0: Uh, you can read my articles at dailywire.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Ash Scow. That's A-S-H-E-S-C-H-O-W. Can't change my Twitter handle. Uh, we'll lose the blue check mark and we all know how important that is. Uh, <laughs> I think you can also find me on Facebook, ash.scow. But I uh, really do much on that, but I should. But, yeah.
1: Everybody check out The Daily Wire. Everybody follow Ash. She's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks.